everyone welcome to another exciting episode of my arizona adventure my name is tim i'm glad to have you here today with me today i wanted to talk about fishing yes fishing 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 i will tell you i've stepped away from it for some period in time but it seems like as soon as i moved to the new state that i'm in in the beautiful state of arizona i've decided to pick it back up again yes i had an issue that happened uh, it wasn't really a dangerous one, but it could have been potentially dangerous. So I guess if there's any warning to this, to those of you listening, be very careful and mindful of where you fish at. I was fishing off the Colorado River with a family member of mine. And um, the casinos, you know how they run their charter boats, their charter cruises as they do. And um, they have what I guess they call their tour boats that take the uh, patrons of the casino along the Colorado River to sightsee. Well, we have to be all the way down there. Probably, I guess, mm, the best way to probably put it would be the northeast section of the Colorado River up there by a place called Davis Dam. And we were literally right at the border there to where it became, you can't go any farther for federal government. But I understand there's some great fishing out there for striper and everything else. So we figured we'd go out there and we'd give it a try. And, you know, for the relatively most of the day, it was a beautiful day. You know, we're out on the water for quite a while. And all of a sudden, um, we're out there casting. And I have set up my pole and my reel to long cast, basically. And I cast my line. I'm probably using, at that point, 65-pound line. And a pretty heavy, heavy lure, I guess you'll say. Because I really want to go for striper on this river. You know, I've seen some of the photos and pictures of people catching, and it's like, my God, these things are just huge, and I wanted one. <laughs> Boy, that would have been great. Anyway, back to the story, though. So we're out there, and I happen to notice that this big cruise boat is coming at us. I remember telling my son, I said, um, he's coming right towards us. That's kind of dangerous. So as I began to reel in my line, thinking I was going to be able to beat the boat, no. I guess the irony about it all was the fact that this guy who was operating the boat came within 10 feet of my fishing boat. Now, in my opinion, there should be rules and laws on how far you're supposed to be away from another watercraft. I don't know whether he was just didn't care or whether he just thought it was funny to do it, but he came right up to where we were at the very brink to where he had to turn around. And lo and behold... He took my line and sinker. Yeah, I got to tell you, I wasn't pretty happy about it. Really wasn't pretty happy about it. I was just really fortunate that he didn't hit the boat. He didn't injure me or my son. And I got to tell you, some of the facial expressions on the people on the boat had that look of horror. Like, what the heck is this guy doing? Well, you know me. I mean, I got to call and got to figure out where this boat came from because I want to put in a formal complaint. And, you know, you get the runaround, of course. I've been told, you know, a day later after I called thinking it was one casino, because it really doesn't give a name of the casino, but I think there's only two casinos that actually run uh, cruise ships like that or, or passenger ships like that or boats, whatever I want to call it. Anyway, and I called them and um, 
very, I think it was on a Sunday and then they called me back on a Monday and they decided to inform me, uh, we don't, we don't run tour boats. Huh? Okay. Well then maybe it was one of the other ones. And I contacted the other one, which I know for a fact does. And the young lady on the phone said that she would have her management call me back. Well, you know where this is going to go. Never got a phone call. Anyway, so I guess in hindsight, I guess the thing to say is this, is that just whenever you're out on the water, even if you know you're in a right area and you're doing everything legal, be careful for those who are on the water, specifically boat tour captains, of what they're doing. Okay, again, your safety is paramount. Your passengers on your boat is paramount as far as their safety and your equipment and gear. And um, I guess I just have to suck it up as losing the line that I did and losing a $25 lure that I just bought, which I really loved. I mean, it was a great lure for catching uh, striper fish on it. But again, it made an experience, I'll tell you that much. So, but I had a fun day today. Um, I actually was going to uh, re... How do I want to put it? Hmm. Oh, yes. I wanted to set up my rod with a new reel system. So I ended up buying a seven and a half, eight foot pole from Shakespeare. It's one of their stiffer poles, which I really enjoy because that way it can handle the the fight that the fish will give you when they're, you know, when they finally get caught on that hook. And um, again, I've had really good success with Shakespeare poles. You know, I own about three or four ugly sticks and I just, I just like them. I think they're amazing products. Um, but I will tell you, I'm not really too keen on the reels that they do put on. I mean, yeah, Shakespeare's a great product and a quality for what it is for being cheaper, but the reel that they put on the one that I had, I just didn't like it. So I had an opportunity not too long ago to go to a local bait shop and store in the town that I live in and they believe it or not, handcraft their own lures. And that was why I was so frustrated when I lost my lure because I knew what it took and how to create the lure that they did and the time and effort they put into it. And it was such a beautiful lure. And um, I definitely have to go buy me a couple more. Yeah, they're about $25 a pop, but you know they're well worth it as long as you don't lose them. But anyway, I ended up reattaching the new reel to my rod today, and I ended up putting it on with 50-pound test line. And um, I ended up changing out some of the weights and the combos and things like that. Okay, okay. You must be wondering, what kind of reel is it? Well, it actually is a reel from Penn, P-E-N-N. It is one of their um, uh, their Battle Two reels. And um, yeah, it's a Penn Battle Two, and it really is so smooth. The turn ratio on that thing is just incredible. Um, and to my fortunate luck, it is a left-handed side reel. And, um, you know, in the fishing industry, you know that there's not really a whole lot of left hand in anything. And if you do get them, you're probably going to pay a little bit more for them. So I figured 70 bucks for a reel like that. Yeah, it was worth it. You know, you might have some experts out there that may know about, about the pen product than I do. Again, keep in mind, everyone, I had not been fishing for quite a while. My passion in all reality is hunting and in, and in uh, bow shooting and things like that. And, and that's really what I got into. But as soon as I moved out here to this great state of Arizona, I really started getting back into fishing again. But anyway, I did set everything up the way that I wanted to go. And um, 
might end up taking out first thing in the morning, you know, getting up early in the morning. Now, the unique thing about the Colorado River where we live is that they run their water systems under what we call water units. And there are timed events when these units are either increased or decreased. And early in the morning, normally they'll run maybe one, maybe two units at the most early, early morning. And yet throughout the season, they do dictate on how much they will raise the water, whether it's summertime, fall, you know, whatever the case, or even winter at that time. But my son was telling me that during the wintertime, they do tend to raise it higher up. Um, the nice thing about it is there is a lot of boats on the water, but they're not you know, driving supersonic speed, you know, like they would during the summertime where everybody wants to be out in the water and they got their watercrafts or their jet skis or their sea dudes, you know, just creating all kinds of waves and noise. Well, during the wintertime, it makes it so much nicer because it is a lot more quieter. The only time we really hear anybody going or see anybody going fast, I should say, is when they're trying to get to their fishing spot. But overall, that's a beautiful, beautiful river, you know, out here. And um, I'm kind of excited about that. And I think the last time we did go out early in the morning, it was around maybe 5.30 or so a.m. that we were on the water, and they were only running one, maybe two units at that point. But they do go as high as four and five during the day at most points. There is another area that I like to go fishing at, and it is right down the road, maybe a good 30 minutes away, if that, called Lake Mojave. Uh, it's a beautiful lake. It's a huge lake, actually, but I do think some of the water that is fed into that is from the Colorado River, and it may either come from Hoover Dam or even something of that nature. But anyway, so with that being said, if you're not into fishing, pick it up. It is very relaxing as long as you don't have people wanting to run over your line or your hooks or whatever the case may be. Taking your, your bait, you know what I'm saying? I sit and chuckle about it now because it wasn't a total loss that day because I was able to actually land a passenger tour boat. <laughs> I guess if I had to say I caught anything, that was it. Um, you know, if you want to check out some of the videos that I have of being on the lake, go check out my YouTube channel, My Arizona Adventure. It is on YouTube. Again, it's My Arizona Adventure. Uh, and if you choose to, which I would be so grateful if you did, subscribe to the channel. I need to get as many viewers and as followers as I can get because it is relatively a new channel. And I would look forward to seeing a lot more of you just jump on board. And if you'll notice, there is an icon that the bell icon, as I call it. If you click on that bell, any and every time I put a new video out, you will be the first to get notified. I actually enjoy that because there's a few people that I do follow. And um, with that being said, so again, guys, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I um, hope that everybody's having a wonderful weekend out there that we embark upon our Monday again. We're looking at, uh, what, November 3rd today? Man, it's already November. It seems like time is flying by so fast this year. I'm actually in the process of getting things ready for next week's event, as I showed with, shared with you in the last podcast that I did, uh, the, uh, the uh, poker run out here in the area called Topak, Arizona. It is a 40-mile off-road trail. I'm sure it's a timed event. I'm not really going for the speed to win. I'm just going out for the excitement and the adventure and spending some time with my family boondocking out there in the middle of nowhere on BLM land. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe and whatever you do, have fun doing it. And again, be adventurous in all that you do. Take care. I'll talk to you soon.